Hallelujah. I hate to get up here and uh, mess things up. Praise the Lord. We're going to... Well, actually, I got a text from Melody this morning. She says, do you, have a, do you have a song for moms? And the first one that came to my mind, I really can't sing. Some of you might remember Poke Salad Annie. It's, uh, every, everybody said it was a shame because her mama was working on a chain gang. That's the first one that came to my mind. And then Mammy, you know, came to my mind. I walk a million miles for one of your smiles, my mammy. And then kind of um, another one was um, Happy Mother's Day, ooh, Happy Mother's Day, ooh. Anyway, so uh, we're, I, was, uh, I wanted to share with you... Um, Actually, I was uh, praying, uh, praying in the sanctuary this week, and I was, uh, I was walking around the sanctuary, and I was back in that corner, and the Lord said, open your eyes. Well, m- my first thought was, my eyes are already open. But he said, open your eyes, and as I looked over across the congregation, I saw this huge dove just, you know, hovering flapping its wings, and uh, it reminded me of the scripture in Genesis where the Spirit of God was hovering over the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the chaos, and the Spirit of God was waiting for the word to be spoken. Now, a lot of times we, we think that we're waiting, we're waiting for God to speak, but really God's already spoken. And now how many of you know that you are his mouthpiece? You're the mouthpiece of the Lord, and you are, you are one that's going to uh, bring about uh, the movement of the Spirit of God. The Scripture says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what to pray for as we ought. So you're not, you're not on your own. You're not by yourself. You're not, uh, you're not without power because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you, and He's waiting He's waiting for a word from your mouth. Uh, I want to just mention uh, a woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, beginning in verse 8. I'm just going to have to give you the the outline here. Uh, It's a woman that uh, she was married. uh, Actually, she was a Shunammite woman. You might be familiar. It's not the same Shunammite woman that... that, uh, that Solomon wrote about in Song of Solomon, but she was from the same area, Shunem, and uh, she was married to a man, and Elisha would come through uh, the town of Shunem, and the scripture says that the Shunemite woman would encourage him, press him to come in and have supper with with their family. And so... uh, Elisha with his uh, servant Gehazi would come in. And then after a while, uh, she said to her husband, I know this is a holy man. So I have a suggestion that we, that we build him a room up on the wall to where he can have a bed, to where he can have a table, he can have a chair, and he can have a lampstand. And so the husband went along with it. Must have been a generous man. 
And after a while, uh, Elisha would come in and he would, uh, he would take rest there. And then the scripture says that uh, Elisha, I don't know why he's not communicating directly with a woman, but maybe it was just the custom at the time. He said, to, uh, he said to Gehazi, go get the woman, go get the Shunammite woman and bring her here. So he did that and came and Elisha said, I asked her if she would like for me to speak to the king for her. And then uh, he, said, she, uh, he says, ask her if she would like for me to speak to the general. And she replies and says, I want to dwell among my people. So in other words, if, if Elisha would have spoken to the king, she would have been elevated in position. She would have been probably given a, a nicer place to live. But she says, I just want to stay with my people. I don't know what speaking to the general would be. Maybe if she had any enemies, he would take care of her take care of them. But uh, she says, no, I just want to dwell with my people. But uh, Gehazi said, she doesn't have a son and her husband's old. (laughs) And so Elisha said, by this time next year, you're going to have a son. But the woman, but the Shunammite woman said, don't lie to me. (laughs) Sounds like faith, doesn't it? Don't lie to me. You know, I think that she had gone through a lot of hurt, a lot of wounding. She had, she had tried to believe God, but it didn't come to pass. And now the prophet is saying by this time next year, she didn't want to be hurt again. But guess what? Next year she was holding, she was holding a baby boy. Now, if you're familiar with the scripture, you'll know that, uh, or this passage, you'll know that the child grew, and the, uh, the father and his servants went out to the field, and they took the little boy. We don't know how old he was. But uh, the little boy went out uh, in the field with his father and the servants, and after a while, the, the, the son said, my head, my head. And like any good father would do, he'd say to the servant, take him to his mother. I don't know about you. Uh, have you ever uh, have, have you ever said to your wife, "He needs you," or "She needs you"? That means the diaper's dirty, and uh, you need to do something about it. Believe me, I've changed diapers. Actually, I used to change diapers. My sister had a um, had a child out of wedlock when I was a kid. I was uh, a young teenager, and so. I, I had to help raise, raise the boy, and that was back before Pampers. How many remember uh, cloth diapers? <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, well, Pampers were nice because you could, all you had to do was just and throw them away. I won't go into any stories, but um, anyway. So anyway, the father says, hey, Take him to his mother, you know. So anyway, the, the mother, uh, the Shunammite woman is holding the baby, and the baby dies in her arms. And so, but she does something. She does something. She takes and she lays this baby or this, this child on Elisha's bed, lays him out. 
And then she goes to her husband and she says, husband, send me to the prophet. And the husband says, it's not a, it's not a new moon. It's not a, it's not a Sabbath. And she, all she says is, it is well. Now, how many of you know that on the inside, she was tormented? Say, so, well, how do you know she was tormented? Because it says so later in the scripture. She was tormented, but she, but she says it is well. And then so he releases her and she says to the servant, servant, uh, I want you to take me on this donkey to the prophet and don't slow down unless I tell you. And so anyway, the prophet sees her coming and he says to uh, Gehazi, go and greet her and ask her, is there anything wrong with you? Is there anything wrong with your husband? Is there anything wrong with your child? Gehazi does that and he says, she says, it is well. How many of you know she has a dead child? But she says, it is well. And so she comes to the prophet now, just, just for a, a thought's sake, the prophet is the closest representation to God you have in the Old Testament. So she is going, she says, she says I, in herself, she says, I'm going directly to God. I'm not going to, uh, to hold back. And so when she gets to the prophet, she falls at his, falls at his feet and says, did I, did I ask for the child? And did I tell you not to lie to me? And so Gehazi wants to push her away, but, but the prophet says, don't do it. She has torment in her soul. And so he says, to, he says to the servant, the prophet says to the servant Gehazi, go lay my staff on the boy. And she says to the prophet, I'm not going to let go of you. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying with you. In other words, she's saying, I don't care. I'm going directly to God. I'm not letting go until I get satisfaction. I might be speaking it as well with my soul, but God, I'm not going to let go of you until I get satisfaction. Now, some of you would say, well, she's in denial. She wasn't in denial. If she was in denial, she would have just stayed there with the baby. Says he's all right. But no. She, she took that baby, she put him on the bed, and she went to do something about it, but yet she would not let anything come out of her mouth. But it is well, because she was not looking to the circumstance, she was looking to the promise. Say, what promise? God had promised her a son, and she wasn't going to let go of what, of what God had already spoken. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do we have any, uh, and uh, I want to just say this this morning, that I thank God for the mothers. Sincerely, I'm thanking God for the mothers, but I also thank God for the spiritual mothers. You know, that there are women of faith that has been able to speak into the hearts and lives of, of young people that have been able to speak life, speak direction, speak hope, and, and, and speak encouragement to them. So I not only thank the, the women who, who are mothers this morning, I also thank those that are spiritual mothers. Hallelujah. How many of you know sometimes there gets to a place where your own children uh, seem to outgrow your knowledge? 
your wisdom. They're not, they're not as quick to receive mommy and daddy's wisdom, and sometimes they need a spiritual mother. And uh, this isn't Father's Day, so we won't mention them until next month. <laughs> so guys, don't feel left out. We, we thank God for the, spirit, for the mothers and the spiritual mothers that are willing to invest into our children. Let me just, uh, and how many of you know that uh, the prophet went and he laid on the child. The child got warm. He went and laid on him again and the child sneezed and he came back to life. And praise God, that's really not the end of the miracle because there was a famine that came that forced her to leave, forced her to leave where she was living. She went into another country, and when she came back, she went to, to petition the king, and the Gehazi was with the king, and he was telling all the miracles. How many of you know miracles? We need to tell the testimony of miracles. And so Gehazi, the king was interested in hearing the miracles, and so he was telling, as a matter of fact, he just told the story of Elisha raising that dead boy. And all of a sudden, she's there standing before the king. And he says, oh, by the way, king, this is the woman and this is the child. You know what that king did? He not only gave her back her property, but he also gave her the, uh, the profit of the grain that was raised and with interest. Hallelujah. Say God is good. Praise the Lord. Well, let me just give you a, a, a few things. Mothers, you are mothers of faith. It says in uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 17 that God quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Mothers, you are mothers of faith that call those things that be not as though they were. What, what am I to speak, you say? Speak the promises of God. Speak the promises of God. Speak those things that God has already said to you. You say, well, it, doesn't, it looks kind of hopeless to me. It says in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Let me just say this, you know, what that's speaking about is, is speaking in faith no matter what the situation looks like, no matter what the circumstance looks like. It might appear like nothing good can come out of this situation, but God is able to do things beyond your imagination. He does exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. So he goes on in verse 20, he says, He staggered not, at the, staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. One of the things that's been a real encouragement for me when things seem to go south, when, th when things seem not to work the way I think they should, I start giving worship and praise to God in the face of, I'm not praising God for the problem. I'm praising God for his faithfulness. I'm praising God for his promise. And I'm praising God for his deliverance. And it 
Maybe the situation doesn't change right immediately, but it changes in my spirit. You know, I found out I need to be strong in spirit before, uh, before I see change uh, come about around me. Thank you, Jesus. So being strong in faith, giving glory to God. Just like the Shunammite woman, she would not, she would not just uh, quit because Gehazi was going to go lay a stick on. She says, I'm, go- I'm not going to leave God until I get my promise. Thank you, Jesus. And then he goes on to say, he says, and being fully persuaded that what he promised, he was also able to perform. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, mother, uh, mothers, let me give you a tip. In your mother's ministry, bless your child. Don't nag your child. I thought I'd get an amen out of that. There's a difference between blessing and nagging. Amen. And it goes for men too. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say at the beginning of the message that, the, you know, pr- principles of God can go- work, work for men and they work for women. You know, we're all part of the same body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So anyway, don't nag, start to bless. Also, when you don't know what to pray, when you've exhausted your, your intellectual prayer, then pray in tongues. And I've already told you, uh, told you that this morning, when I, or it wasn't this morning, it was this week, when I was praying in tongues, I looked out and I saw the, a huge dove just hovering over the sanctuary. I believe the Spirit of God is hovering over you right now. And as you begin to, as you begin to speak the promises of God, as you begin to believe God, he's, gonna, uh, he's going to breathe new life into your situation. Because the Scripture says that, that God is pouring out His Spirit so that we can walk in that life. Thank you, Jesus. So likewise, the Spirit, of, the Spirit helps our infirmities, for we know not what to pray for as we ought, but He helps us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to, uh, let me just close with this. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 10, familiar scripture, hopefully, says, and I felt at an angel was instructing John, and John fell at his feet and worshiped him. And the angel said to him, see that you do it not, for I am your fellow servant and, uh, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, I want to give you a definition of what the spirit of prophecy is. The, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of what Jesus has done that prophesies to what he can and will do. I want you to get that. If you talk about what Jesus has done, it will create the situation where Jesus will do it again. A song is coming to me that I'm making up. 
maybe I didn't make it up. Maybe I've already heard it. I'm just hearing, do it again, do it again, do it again, Jesus. Do it again, do it again, do it again, Jesus. Is that a song? Oh, it is? Sort of. Okay, well, praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit brought it back to my remembrance. Okay, not exactly right, but do it again, do it again. When we, when we speak what Jesus has done, not just in the scriptures, but also what he's done in our lives, it, it promote. it is a prophetic word that brings about his ability to do it again, Amen. to do it again. We are prophesying the, uh, the testimony of Jesus prophesies what Jesus can and will do again. Thank you, Jesus. So what are we saying? Speak the promises, speak the words, speak what God has said to you. You know, God does more than speak what the Scripture says. He will speak directly to you. Like, I can't go in the Scripture and look and say, the Holy Spirit's going to wave His wings over giving like Christian fellowship. But He can speak to me and say, open your eyes. I'm thinking, God, my eyes are open. But as I looked... My spiritual eyes were open, or my soulish eyes, whatever, and I saw a spirit, a huge, the, the, a huge dove. So don't be silent, and also begin to anticipate. After I saw that this week, I am anticipating that there's new life, fresh revelation, fresh miracles that are going to take place within and without Without these walls, I believe that. Happy Mother's Day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So anticipate, anticipate what, what Jesus will do. I want to, I have already uh, received, somebody told me this morning that they had a um, word of knowledge. So I'm going to ask uh, Loretta to come up. And um, also, I'm going to ask, has anybody twisted their uh, twisted their right ankle it could be left if it's your left but has anybody twisted your ankle you're having a problem with one of your ankles okay you want to come up 